This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Hi, I'm Grishma Kuttar and this is episode 2 of Dispatches from Manipur. Through this podcast, I intend to bring out ground reports about the continuing ethnic violence that has gripped Manipur from the first week of May. Particularly of importance at this point for both the Meite and the Kuki communities is the movement of weapons and ammunition. Close to 4000 weapons and innumerable rounds of ammunition were looted from armories spread across Imphal all through May. As the violence between May 3rd and May 6th led to mass exodus of cookies from Imphal Valley, it has been reported that most of the looting of weapons in Imphal was by Meite groups. In police stations of Churchandpur, cookies also stole weapons and ammunition. But the fact remains that the major chunk of looting of weapons and ammunition happened within Imphal, thus establishing that possession of these looted weapons now lies mainly with the Meites. While this conversation of looted weapons and whether they are being returned continues, vehicles passing national highways are being frisked by local residents for weapons. Along NH2, different checkpoints have been set up by Kuki civil society groups, namely the ones at Kankopi Town, Kechal Mandi, and at Gamgifai, which is at the border of Kankopi district. They fear that more weapons can be transported from and to the valley, from where these weapons are eventually put to use in attacking border villages of the Kukis. I spoke to Nainu, a Kuki woman leader stationed at Gamgifai checkpoint, about why the community came to a consensus about putting in place checkpoints across the national highway. This was done following the violence starting from May 3rd. Here is my interview with her. When I was there in the town, I saw that one uh, big consignment uh, was being taken by the Assam Rifles. And when the local residents requested that, you know, they let them check it, the mm-hmm. Assam Rifles, they didn't let them check. In the last month, at different points in Kankopi, uh, this this highway, you know, vehicles being passed are being checked, you know, because mm-hmm. there is a fear that there might be a, a, a weapons or whatever. So I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, ma'am, about that, how you are doing this and, uh, you know, like, why, why why is it important to, like, check these vehicles? So regarding this checking and all, we, we prefer to check because mm-hmm. this checking, it's not only for this uh, arms and immunization. It right. is for checking all the uh, people, those who can pass by uh, this route uh, that uh, that can hamper, that can damage or burn the villages. So the, the Tatas or the vehicle which uh, has to be checked here is done because of uh, taking precautions. This is for precautionary measures. Right, right. It's a precautionary measure and it's mm. decided by the local residents, right, of different yeah, yeah. towns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ma'am, but uh, one more question. Do you feel like the administration is not doing proper checking? Do you feel like they are not, like, helping, like, if, you know, some some vehicles are transporting people who might attack villages? Mm-hmm. Is the administrative administration not being supportive in checking? Uh, that is the reason we are being here to force it is not forced by another organization or some other groups. We have been pushed ourselves within inside. Right. Because uh, protection is a must for each human being. 
I, I want to protect my family. I want to protect my villager. I want to protect my community. Do you feel like the, in, in, uh, the government will not help you in any way to do this? Is the government not doing anything to help you? Government till now, there is no progress for helping. We, uh, we evacuate our people by ourselves right. through Assam Rifles, through the help of Assam Rifles and CRPF. Right. That is what we did. And right. then uh, regarding this uh, government, what they have said is totally blatant, totally lie. Right. Till now, there is no uh, what? Uh, uh, no checks. No checks and all. This uh, Manipur Rifles and Manipur Commandos has, uh, has been doing riot. They allow the people, their people, to burn the houses and to fire at us. As Nenu said, there is a lot of activity at these checkpoints from time to time. Since the time that I have been in Kankopi and I have been visiting these checkpoints, I can see that there are some people stationed at these checkpoints throughout the day. A warning message was received from sources in the intelligence on June 6th that a possible truckload of weapons might be passing through NH2. As a response, more civil society volunteers gathered at the checkpoints, taking turns to keep vigil. I saw that the volunteers stopped vehicles, looked through the vehicles and let them pass. I spoke to some of the volunteers at the checkpoints and here is what they have to say. Uh, the one thing that I have noticed is that a lot of young people have kind of taken initiative to, you know, uh, guard the highway. They're checking. I can see that as I stand here that vehicles are being checked. And, uh, you know, I mean, I see I see the Indian flag. I see like different, uh, all kinds of young people here. So, what, I mean, what has brought about this situation that so many young people are on the road? They are checking vehicles. If you can explain that to us a little. The situation has been so much out of control that like uh, even the young, we take it upon ourselves that it is our duty. So like uh, the community clash that has been going on, uh, the communal clash, so it has affected even the young so much so that like uh, our identity is at stake. So like we can, f we feel that if we don't fight for our own community, or future or identity even that can be at stake so that is why even the young even though like uh, we have been taught to respect each other communities situation has arisen so much so that we have taken the initiative to fight for the uh, rights of our community so even the young we can see uh, be it day or night we don't rest if it is necessary, we take part in any type of activities like uh, checking the vehicles and all, making sure that no uh, such uh, arms, ammunitions or any type of uh, bad things that has been brought from other places is taken to secure our place. And even now and, and then we have been at stake and we are always in danger. This is the fear that has been going on in everybody's mind, even the young children, even the youngers and that. Even our future is at stake. Even the students, they are, they, they don't have a future anymore right now because the schools have been closed since the start of May. So like even the future of the students, it is, it is at stake. So the best that we can do now is fight for our rights and so that we are granted something to protect our own identity. If not, then even our identity, the community is at stake. So you're a teacher yourself, right? Yes. So as a teacher, 
one thing that we have noticed throughout this violence is that many schools like i met to a teacher today at a relief camp she is she was the headmistress of that school her school was burnt down and her school was the only school in for 10 villages on the border of kankopi and imphal so there are many schools like this that have been burnt and many of these schools both kuki kids and meite kids used to go to these schools right my question is what do the kids who are going to these schools do that's one question so many people have been displaced by from imphal which will include a, include a lot of young children right what about how i mean how is the community thinking about the education of these kids i understand that right now the focus is on protecting the community right but is this also a question that you know you as a teacher because you're a teacher and everybody else you know as parents are thinking about the students right now like uh, we can see that uh, since internet has been shut down and then we have no access to the internet so like even online classes are not possible and even though we have internet also till then we are having this uh, fear in the minds not only uh, with, uh, among the teachers or among the parents or among the community but even the children they know who can take stock of the situation they know that like the problem what the problem how the problem is going on and how much uh, it has escalated so uh, even teaching them is a problem now even though we are trying to uh, give them home tuition and all they, this is not helping and so the kids nowadays like they are not even studying they are not in the mood to study and then some of even the small the young ones they are loitering around so the, their future is at stake so like uh, even the government like should take note of the situation uh, very fast and then like they should come up with remedial measures especially for the younger generations if we look at that if we look at them this is very painful i find this very painful they are very restless anxious type and then they come up uh, they some of them i even do like they are very small class 6 or 7 students also sometimes they come out and then they try to take part so in that sense uh sometimes they are too young to take part in all these situations and all to be around these situations uh, environment so which is what even that uh, headmistress was telling me that you know the kids are very distracted and restless yes. but the older people are do not aren't in that uh, mind frame to kind of keep them distracted or to you know involve them in activities right because like you're saying the older people are out here negotiating different things so that yes. way all the young people are very clueless yes we i are, mean i mean the children yes yes uh, so like the pri- the main priority that we are giving now is our safety so that means that like taking care of the kids and their education this comes secondary now we cannot give this as a first priority now so because our safety is at stake and we have to be safe first of all and in order to do that we have to come out and we have to uh, take rounds and do the duty and then we have to do the checking and all to those with weapons those who are uh, trying to attack us we have to make sure that they are not trying to come into our territory so that is why since uh, the parents the teachers or whoever maybe we are busy with all these uh, safeguarding our uh, territories and also like the children they tend to be uh, neglected i should say because like uh, we are not giving them the priority that we should be giving that they should be given but there is no choice yes, we don't have choice because safety is our priority now we have to exist we have to make sure that we are not being wiped out that is our main priority now first goal so like uh, children and all the future and all we are we it's not that we do not care for them we obviously do care for them but priority cannot be given to them first now
you know since you you work in the education department this is something that you would be aware of that the core of this demand the core of the violence has been around this uh, st categorization yes. right so one of the main things that the community that mm-hmm. the tribal communities here feel is that that categorization it also means that a community which is already dominant like the maites if they get that categorization that means jobs that exactly. means a lot of affirmative action that comes with this tag would go to them but already there is a discrepancy in the way uh, facilities are there's only one government college in kankopi whereas yes. so many government colleges are there in imphal exactly similarly in the other hill districts there educational facilities or other facilities are lesser or much lesser than what's in the valley it's such a core issue right this reservation thing yes. this st categorization thing so how do you understand this uh, so regarding this st category i i should say that i was uh, even me i used to appear for the uh, competitive exams and all that are centrally conducted so i should say that we are uh, struggling so much the st categories they are struggling so much and this tag cannot be given to anybody uh, who just claims it so like this is uh, something that is uh, inherited something that has been uh, traditionally uh, looking at our background our histories and that is how we are being categorized as sts so like regarding the job reservations and all also like if we look at it uh, even the st- sts there even though they are given reservations we are still struggling some of them even though like uh, they are given this minimum marks uh, compared to general uh, cut off and all even though it is lesser still we are struggling there are so many people who cannot make it through to the uh, st cut off and all so like i should say that this type of uh, st demands and all it should not be just made based on uh, any type of uh, if we are looking at the job reservations and all just based on the job reservations or whatever it is in order to just get the facilities and all this type of demands cannot be just made it has to be historically linked and how we are uh, since of our father times we have been on in the on the back backward sections type so and since we are lagging so much behind that is why like we have been given the st category so like uh, this st demand and all i think uh, this is absurd and then i don't think this is uh, something that can be given to the meiti community because there are a lot of videos you know where when the attacks are being made by the meites they are saying stuff like we are the real indigenous people of manipur you know i mean these are statements that they are making i mean this tag of indigenous that is that demand that is coming from the maites is it a recent one have they always been saying that we want to be categorized like this or is this like new uh, this is very new and then uh, uh, looking at the maites community they, they are under the obc reservation and then also they ha- they are under st reservation then normally we can see that most of them even though the backward communities of the maites they are getting reservations according to the quotas that are uh, beneficial for them so like getting st quotas it should be something that uh, historically related like i have just said and the indigenous people only they can claim to be the scheduled tribes so we can see that most of the scheduled tribes you can see that the, even the way they live even the the way they are uh, trying to start make their own livelihood and survival we we can just make it out so like it's only like nowadays that the sts they have made some progress and then now they are uh, trying to make their livelihood better but previously if we look at the uh, real indigenous scheduled tribes 
they are from the hill areas and then they make their livelihood mostly from the forest and they are very much attached to the forest and that is how little by little we are growing and because of the reservation some are even nowadays also we can see that some of the uh, uh, students or some of the experience of the competitive exams and you know, we can see that they barely make their livelihood and then the, they are the in real indigenous of this uh, Manipur, uh, uh, specifically speaking of Manipur, the real indigenous people of Manipur, they are very backward and then they are very much related to the forest and most of their parents, they make their livelihood through the forest and then their uh, paddy field or jhum cultivation or whatever it is. And so from there, they make the uh, student, they make their children study and from there, it's... Uh, uh, through the reservations and all they get to get inside the government the jobs and all. yes and so like uh to just claim uh, this sd category because you want some facilities or special uh i don't know that that is very irrelevant yeah, yeah the root cause of this problem itself is that right that after yes, sd yes. tribal communities opposed it yes and that's where this entire thing has started yes yes yeah, so like uh, the tribal communities, even though like uh, even though you don't claim it, you, we the indigenous people and the real tribal people, we know who are the real tribal people. So claiming this just because you want some facilities or benefits from the government or for because of uh, government jobs, and this is something that is not very practical, not fair at all. This is not fair at all. So like uh, I think the demand for ST, this is. Uh, totally unfair and this is an insult i should say this is an insult to the whole st uh, community living not only in manipur but in the whole of india as a young person this is probably like uh you know this is probably very unexpected, right? The way this this violence and this conflict has turned out. So, as a young person, how do you how have you uh, responded to this situation? We are really disturbed, disturbed by the situation which is happening right now, and even the central government has uh, they did not uh, give an answer until now. So we're just here protesting. I should say protesting for a separate administration for our community. Now, the situation is such that uh, all the cookie people from Imphal have left Imphal, right? And there are a lot of young people from Imphal who are right now in relief camps in Kankopi. There are a lot of young people here in Kankopi as well. So going forward, colleges, schools, places to work... Like going to Imphal is something that a lot of cookie people are saying is not an option anymore, right? Looking at that, how do you think, you know, your future looks like for young people? This is a question specifically for students, for people, you know, who are in colleges, like work and all of that. How are, how are you kind of looking at that? I know right now the focus is to protect your community, to protect your district. But there's also the question of, you know, your work, your education and all of that. How is that? Uh, is that a question that's bothering you? We don't have any options right now here. No choice, I should say. That's why they have left uh, this place. And I don't know for the future what will happen. But 
Yeah, right now. <laughs> it's right now the focus is on protecting yeah. what's around it. That's it. Until we get the separate administration, uh we don't have anything to do. But I used to say many people have left already for studies and for work. The separate administration, right? Why is that like that has become a very important kind of demand of the cookie community? Why is why do you think that is so important right now? We cannot uh, stay with them. We are not safe around them. They have attacked us. They have burned uh, many villages, church. So uh, we are demanding for that separate administration, a complete separation from the Maytes. There are like a few cookie representatives in uh, the CM's administration, right? Uh, have have they also been cornered? What are they able to do anything for the community? How do you look at their role in you know helping the cookie people? There are ten MLAs out of sixty. Have they been able to like you know kind of at least you know put the demands in front of Amit Shah in a way that represented the people well? They were helpless in the city. the fall city but now they are also taking steps they conducted a meeting they went out to state uh, to meet the different uh, cms and i don't know many different people they are looking for uh, different options for us for a state yes i should say they are helping us right now you know i can see that you all are here uh, checking vehicles you all are here like making sure that this road is safe that nobody you know that like yesterday i was here i heard rumors that there are some vehicles with weapons that are going on this highway so you have been here for how long and isn't that isn't this being here a little like you know isn't there some fear that you know the the army quarters is here just 7 kilometers from here there is violence there's firing isn't isn't there like you know some fear that you all are facing you all as a community as a group we've been staying here since last night we haven't slept until now we're waiting we're checking vehicles that are coming from outer state because there were rumors about the weapons and all but we're not scared of anything right now even if somebody come in <laughs> just pointed us with a gun also we're not scared of anything because we're on a demand right now so we have to like i said we have to protect our town also on june 7th i heard the warning bell go off at 1:30 in the afternoon and i immediately made my way to the first checkpoint right at the border of the kankopi district As I reached closer to the checkpoint I noticed that there were eight trucks lined up led by a convoy of the Assam rifles by the time I reached the spot the discussion had turned heated with a young cookie woman saying that they won't let the trucks pass unless they are shown what are in these trucks out of nowhere an officer opened blank fire some of the cookie youngsters stayed put but were eventually dragged away the trucks went past soon after as the women started summoning autos to trail the trucks few more vehicles of the army pulled up 
the commanding officer stepped out with the explanation that the contents of these trucks were relief material but the woman told him if that was indeed the case why weren't they allowed to check the vehicles as they've been checking all the vehicles that were going past them to add to the mayhem almost instantly there was a heavy downpour with the rains lashing out almost mercilessly for close to an hour the youngsters seemed pretty upset at the situation but there wasn't much they could do when they were surrounded with armed officers volunteers who were stationed at this checkpoint told me that two weeks back a similar confrontation broke out at the gumgifai junction when the situation got similarly heated up the cookie volunteers had started singing the national anthem at the top of their voice what followed was silence for a few minutes then one of the army officers asked for tea the difference between this event that happened 2 weeks back and what i witnessed today was that the kotu which is the committee on tribal unity and tribal mlas had decided to open the highway after negotiation with the administration not everybody from the community had agreed to this in fact most of the village guards were opposed to leaving the highways unchecked especially as violence continues in the foothills of imphal valley as we speak three kuki residents of kokian village bordering kankopi district were shot dead by meite militant groups early in the morning today that is 9th june 2023 the names of the deceased are mrs domkohi haukip who is 70 years old Mr Kaimang Gaite who is 55 years old and Mr Jungpao Thauthang who is 40 years old the killings from today has kicked off another round of conversations within the kuki community and how though the kotu and kuki legislators opened up nh2 as a response to the request of the home minister there has been no stopping of violence from the side of the meites The Meite militant groups continue to kill Kuki villages clearly not caring about the requests from the central government or from the home minister Amit Shah Due to this disagreement within the community the strength of the volunteers at the checkpoints has also come down the Kuki community is clearly experiencing a pushback within its community but is also trying to push back to protect their community in the words of their own leaders but their actions are being misrepresented and is being used to further direct violence against them in an interview to journalist karan tapar this is what the meite lipun chief pramod singh said when the blow comes this 15 kilometer stretch like coal kampuki where these people are blocking the uh, essential commodities reaching to meite population do you really think that this 15 kilometers this blow will just wipe out there seems to be a heightened sense of distrust among all communities that have lost their near and dear ones during the month long ethnic violence that has gripped manipur with close to no efforts being taken by the state government to bring any form of peace to the state normalcy is nowhere in sight Thank you.